Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, I know you um, you often deal with people who are experiencing grief. You sing and speak at funerals and that kind of thing. Well, um, I know that uh, there are people who believe sometimes that their pain in uh, the loss of a loved one is so severe that they just never will get out from under that weight that's mm. that's really weighing heavily on them. What would you say to them? Well, every one of us will experience grief um, because grief is the painful emotion of sorrow caused by the loss or even the impending loss. It may not have happened yet of anyone or anything that has deep meaning for us. Uh, It could be a person, it could be a position. Uh, the, the, The point is we will all experience grief and and the 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 pain can be much greater when the meaningfulness of that person will make it the person has has uh, literally now left this earth or it could be they've left us it's a rejection it could be uh, not not death it could be desertion um and and so my point is we can feel, and many people will say, my grief will never end. The, the truth is, we are understandably going through a season. We will mourn for a season, and then the grief will diminish bit by bit. And the Bible says that. In Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 and, and 4, uh, there's a time, there are a time for a lot of things in Ecclesiastes 3, there's a time to mourn and a time to dance. Uh, my point of, of saying this is initially it can feel overwhelming. Again, based on the relationship. You don't grieve over someone when there's not meaning, when, they, when it's just some other person. And, and I think it's imperative to understand there's such a thing as grief work. Like if you feel your grief will never end, that your loss will be a continual source of sorrow, um, Instead, we need to move through a process. There's a grief process that takes time. And unfortunately, some people think, oh, well, what's the matter with him or her? You know, it's, it's been, you know, three months. Well, that is when it's a significant, let's say it's been a spouse it, or a, a, a son, a daughter, you know, it can be a mom, you know, very, very emotional, att- positive attachments. Uh, then it can be 
not just months. It can be a year, two years, three years. And so we've got to be realistic. This grief work is this. It involves a step-by-step process through which a grieving person walks in order to reach a place of emotional healing. Um, The Bible says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. That's Psalm 138, verse 7. So grief work will culminate uh, culminate in, in accepting that the past will always be in the past, accepting that the present can offer stability and significance. And the third part, accepting that the future can hold new and promising hope. You know, grief work can be difficult, and yet God is with us every step of the way. Listen to this scripture. I love this. Isaiah 41, 13. I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. Again, that's Isaiah 41, 13. I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So when you realize that we all at times will grieve, the important part is moving through the grief process takes time and commitment to stay the course until the healing occurs. That's working through your grief, knowing that it's not easy. It can be hard. But be assured, God has a plan for you during this season of sorrow. And He will bring comfort in your pain and give you the strength to persevere. Psalm 119 says, My comfort in my suffering is this, your promise preserves my life. That's a very important scripture because it shows the importance of the Word of God while we are going through that season of sorrow. And yes, one day there will be a resolve. It will end. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. That's hopefortheheart.org pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. 
Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Well, if you have any questions or concerns about the topics that come up here on the program, just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. Maybe what we talk about here has piqued your interest and you have some uh, concern about a a topic, an issue in your life, or maybe as it relates to somebody else in your life and you'd like to uh, help them with some of our materials, we'll help you do that. Our customer support team is glad to hear what's going on and then recommend some of the resources there they're a great help to you in a time of need. So get in touch with them. We'd like to recommend one of our keys for living tonight called Grief, Living at Peace with Loss. That's Grief, Living at Peace with Loss. And customer support can help you to get that into your hands. You can also email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org, and you can ask your questions regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight, and we have Rachel. Well, my friend, I have thought about you, even though we only talked uh, just a couple of days ago, and uh, my heart's been with you because you said that you had lost your partner um, a a week ago, meaning almost a little more than a week now and uh, to an overdose and you are 34 years old and you have um, a, a one-year-old a two-year-old and then he had a nine-year-old and ten-year-old so in your in your home am I correct that there are four children uh, age 10 or younger yes mm. Well, sweetheart, um, I think anyone who understands uh, loss would have great compassion for you because you were even trying to help him, uh, to encourage him uh, to try to, uh, uh, you know, when when there's an addiction, um, it, it has to be. Uh, 
I, I I think of it as okay. I've got to prepare myself. What whatever whatever the diction is, it's like you have to prepare yourself and be committed to winning that war uh, to be victorious. And so I know you had a disagreement about it, but you were right because you were trying to do what was in his best interest. So when we talked, I want to make sure, are you understanding that you have nothing to feel guilty about because you were doing what was really most loving for him? Yes, I I understand. Okay. And that's important because many, many times when we lose somebody on earth here in our in our lives we can it it's very natural to say oh if only i had if only i had done this if only i had done that and um sometimes we get stuck when we do that but um you don't uh, your focus needs to be what do i do now that is in the best interest of these children. And so I think if there's anything else that's bothering you, we need to bring it up, talk about it. Um, is, uh, is there anything else like that? Or, or just anything that is a challenge to you that it's hard for you to get past? I, I understand that um that I know um that it's not my fault. However, there are moments where like as you mentioned, I do have those moments where I think, you know, what if I would have come home earlier, what if I wouldn't have had an argument? Um and just I kind of replay the day and I would wish to go back and, and change a couple of things that could have changed the outcome and just a few days ago, I had a situation where I thought over and over again that same day and just many scenarios in my head. And, you know, and it just came down to the point where I um, felt as if I cannot move forward anymore, um, and especially without him because he was my main support despite of the situation that we were going through. He was a support. He was a, a great person. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, to be now alone and not have him, and I know that I'm not going to see him ever again, it's mm-hmm. been really hard. Um, and at some given point, I really felt like, what's the point of me here if he's not around either? You know, and it, yes. at, at some point, I snapped out of it as well, and I felt a little selfish. But at the same time, I've been feeling very empty. Mm-hmm. When you have shared heart-to-heart and shared at a a deep level. Um, Obviously, we we don't have that kind of deep sharing with most people. And so, of course, it, it would leave a void. Now, I thank you for being very candid, um, sweetheart, because what you're talking about is purpose in life. Um, you can feel like, well, I, I, you know, what is there to go forward with? I will tell you what 
is vital. You have four children. And how you are used in their lives, the values that you have, the way you can influence them, can make all the difference in the world. And the reason that it is imperative that you keep in mind, okay, I feel alone, and you do feel alone from a, as you said, a partner situation. He is not alive any longer. But you are not alone. Um, You will have the most influence at this point, more than likely, than anyone for a period of time in the children's lives. Usually the mother is the most significant up until, um, I'm going to say, puberty, even in a boy's life. It switches for boys um, to to a, a dad, usually after puberty. Now, let me... Let me ask, uh, is, is one of these or two of these? or t- Tell me which ones are boys and girls. My 10-year-old and my 9-year-old are boys, and my 2-year-old okay. and my 1-year-old are the girls. Okay. So, um, again, it's natural for the, the mom in the home to have great influence on these boys. Of course, you will for, for the girls. Um, let me ask, who also is in your life in a significant way? I, I'm clear that you live in New York, but do you have, or is there any family that is nearby uh, where you're living? Um, no. Um, so the, the apartment that we shared, it was just him and I and our children. Um, and then mm-hmm. in the borough that we, we live, um, we don't have anyone. Um, our family okay. lives in another borough. Okay. So you mean that they do live, live in, um, uh, in still in New York though? Yes, mm-hmm. it's still in New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, are they a positive influence, or I should say it this way, do you connect with them? Well, um, my family side, uh, I do, with my mother and my and an aunt and two of my cousins. Um, and, yes, and a, one of, uh, a close friend of mine. Uh-huh. Okay. And are you close to their... You said your mother, two cousins, your aunt. Are you somewhat close to them in terms of heart and talking and being with them? Yes. Uh-huh. So you consider them a positive influence? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is there any, are there any males in your life uh, that would uh, be a part of even, like, for example, 
Um, okay, I did not have a father uh, present. I had a father, but it was a painful upbringing for me. And um, but I had two uncles. I had actually three uncles, and I just think of I had a positive view of males because of, and my brother was a, a year older, but because my dad didn't live with us, um, I had thought and and really thanked God many times for the the fact that I had Uncle Jimmy with the reputation of he had never, no one had ever heard him say an unkind word about anyone, which is extraordinary. There was my Uncle Charlie, and for some reason, he he's the one who really took interest in me. Um, and I, I watched how Uncle Jimmy, he was a scout leader, and was a very positive influence on my brother and on me. But I had positive uncles. And I'm asking because if, if there is uh, any male interaction that, that your boys could have, uh, is there someone that comes to mind that is a positive influence that's a male for your boys? Well, as a male, it's... Um someone I consider as a stepfather who's been a family friend for Good. quite some time. Okay. I think it's helpful for when there is this situation for you to even verbalize and say, I, I really would appreciate male interaction um one-on-one -on -one with each of the boys because they're, they're, they're going to want, you know, the hand on the shoulder, the hand around the shoulder, um, the interaction of any kind, just personal attention. And for you to ask for that help, I think can be very significant. It is, uh, it's a need that we all have. And I think for you to, to have also that positive affection toward them. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. 
your story might bless someone else's life. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Karen Council Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and your support of this ministry. If you have questions about tonight's topic or really any number of topics, almost anything you could be going through, we have some material that would connect with you and help you through that struggle that you might be having in life. They are called our Keys for Living, and they'll help you to address your situation. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. You know, they understand we all face challenges, big and small, in our daily lives, but our customer support team can be a valuable resource in those times. Just talk to them, and they'll be uh, glad to recommend resources that might be online, free resources there that you can download and print out if you'd like to do that and have those handy, lots of Bible verses and helpful uh, um, information there on uh, any number of topics. Also, we have the keys for living that we can get sent out to you very quickly. Uh, Again, their number is 800 488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Also, you can check out our website that has all of our resources, materials there that June has produced over the years, including our Keys for Living we mentioned a moment ago, and they provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics such as stress, anxiety, fear, uh, marriage, parenting, so many more topics. And we're adding uh, new keys for living. They're actually updated from our biblical counseling keys, and those are uh, updated. They're being added to that that uh, area of the website every month. So you'll want to go there and see what's new and uh, what information there would be helpful for you. Those are the keys for living. Also, our video-based training program called Lifeline to Hope. That's a 10-session uh, kind of a volunteer caregiving a training course that helps church members and and other leaders in the church, uh, volunteers, to become biblical caregivers. It's been such a helpful tool for pastors and churches who are looking to grow or even start a care ministry in their church. And uh, that's uh, that's is called our uh, Lifeline to Hope. And also we have uh, a place there called June's Place. That's a curated bookstore with June's books and Bible studies and other resources. Even music CDs are there. It's all at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Well, let's get back to our caller tonight, and uh, we're back to our conversation with Rachel. Well, my friend, um, I want you to know that I've sent now for you to receive our material on grief, 
And I'm going to share something here. Grief is the painful emotion of sorrow. It's caused by uh, either the loss, and sometimes it's even the impending loss, uh, when it is expected, uh, like with my mom when she had liver cancer, and I knew she would be dying and uh, because she had terminal illness. And my hardest time was before, actually, she died. But my point is that anything that has deep personal meaning uh, to you, and grief is a process. It's not just over when there's a funeral or uh, grieving has no set time frame. And the Bible says there is a time to grieve. A t there's a time to mourn. And that means that it is normal for there to be, uh, and I'm going to say at times, overwhelming emotion. Um, it is normal that there would be times of tears um, and even not knowing which way to turn because this was not expected. You, There was no thought that he would be gone from your life. And all, but, but I can just say this, this is, and this is usually important. The other night when we talked, you, I asked if you wanted to humble your heart and receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You said yes, and we had a prayer that you prayed and to, to receive Christ in your life. Now, He is with you. His Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, indwells you. And you're going to be counseled. And this is told, explained in the Bible. There are a lot of people who don't know the Bible, so there's no way you would know this because that's not been your, your past. But I want you to realize that when you don't know which way to turn, the Lord who lives in you does know the way for you to turn. And the more dependent you are on Him, you know, when we hear the word dependence, a lot of people go, oh, that, you know, I don't want to be, to have a dependency. There's a good dependency and a bad dependency. Um, the good dependence would be for you to be dependent on the Lord who is living in you, the Lord who will ultimately counsel you, and He knows already the challenges you're going to have because He is all-knowing. That's one of the characteristics of God. God knows all. He is all-powerful. And when you come to a fork in the road, you will want to say, Lord, I don't know which way to go. Um, you know which way I should go. I choose to live dependent on you. And I'm going to ask if you'll 
Give me a heaviness of heart if it's the wrong way to go. Uh, Give me peace in my heart for what is the right way to go. And he can give you what it's called a peace that passes all understanding. The Bible says that, that you will you'll you'll experience at times a peace that passes all understanding. That doesn't mean peace without pain. You can have pain and yet still be at peace. And the the Bible says you will grieve but your grief will turn to joy. Jesus said that. And that is a that that's why I'm, it's important for you to know it is normal for you to have pain for you to have and it can be all of a sudden out of nowhere you could have tears and i have an idea that you may have experienced that where you're not expecting to have tears and all of a sudden the tears come is that true with you Yes, it is. Okay. That's normal. And let me tell you something else that's normal. I can remember going months later into a store. It was like a card store, like a Hallmark card store. And I normally am not in card stores, but I thought, oh, and I was looking, I thought, Oh, I like that. I saw a bird's nest with the little eggs. And all of a sudden, I had tears. And I the reason is that little scene of a bird's nest with four little eggs. It could have been three, but in this case, it was four. And that's there were four. Um, my mother had four children, a son and three daughters. And I was the oldest of the three daughters. But the point is, when I saw the bird's nest immediately, and this was months later, I immediately uh, had tears that welled up in my eyes to the point that I had to literally walk out. Um, I didn't have to, but I... um, It caught me off guard. So there will be unexpected grief that can occur any time, any place, especially when we see something that reminds us of the one so dear to our hearts, the one who no, no longer lives in our lives. So grief visits us at unexpected times, and that is normal. So you will have that, and that would be true for the children. And, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes people are uncomfortable with tears. Well, God made all of us with tear ducts. Tears do not represent um, weakness Tears are, are merely an expression of, of loss, of, of hurt. And so 
if the if the kids have tears, then just say, you know, how, you know, let's talk about what you're feeling. Um, how are, how right now are the kids processing the grief that they would normally be feeling? So right now, um, for my nine-year-old, it has been a lot of frustration. Um mm-hmm. And then crying as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes wakes up in the middle of the night and comes to me and starts crying and just asks me, you know, why, you know, why did he have to go so soon? Why couldn't, you know, the doctors do anything else? And I constantly am questioned by him. As opposed to my 10-year-old, my 10-year-old, he, um, it's very became more reserved, more quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I do ask him, like, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. He just does not want to even respond to me about that and acts like I didn't even ask him that question. Um, but at moments I do see him that he becomes very teary, but when I do ask him, if, you know, what's going on to talk to me, he does not want to. Well... You can just let him know it's normal to have tears and it's normal to feel um, be, to feel the loss. It is a genuine loss here on earth. And that's why um, it, it's good for you to understand that they do need to be able to... Um, have you as a safe person. And, you know, there, there are those who will say, don't cry. That's, that's, not, that's not wise. So I'm glad that they have you and, and just say, tears only are, are showing an expression that how much you care. So I, I think, um, you know, you, you don't have tears if you don't care. If there's no relationship, you don't have tears. It's because the relationship was endeared, and I think this is where both boys need to hear this. It is, it is normal to have tears because they, it, it's kind of like giving honor. You're, you're saying, I love you that much that I would have tears. struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches, and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. 
Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you to get the right resources for you. And we have lots of titles that would be applicable to many things that might be going on in your life, and we'd like to help you to get those. Our customer support is available to provide resources and just help you in those personal struggles you might be having and provide that help for you. Because really, we believe no one should struggle alone, and help is just a call or a, a an email away if you'd like to get in touch with customer support. Again, 800-488-HOPE, or the email address, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. And you can let your requests be made known to them. They'll be happy to help you. Now, if you would like to speak with June about a uh, situation going on in your life and you'd like to do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, here's the number to call. It's 800-917. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, you'll just leave a message for us and we'll get back to you to just see what questions you have, what guidance you would like to understand. And June would like to have that conversation with you and, and help you through that, help you find your answers in God's Word, really. We'd like to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. Uh, we do have availability for you coming up in the next few days, and so we'd like to make you a part of the program here. The number again, 800 night 17 Let's return to our conversation with Rachel. I have a thought that you might want to consider since it's uh, Christmas is around the corner. Is there something, or, or are you going to have something that would be like a Christmas tree uh, or something like anything that you're going to have any decoration? Um, so... Prior to um, his passing, um, we were going to buy a new tree. Um, mm. And also, my daughter's birthday is on December 24th, so we were planning to have um, what to do for her birthday, her, her third birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but after his passing, I just, everything just went, for me, it, it just, 
I, I, I went blank. I, it just went out the window, and I have not even given in the thought. Um, and even just today, I had someone mention that next week is Christmas, and I did not even realize how close that was either. Yes. Well, sometimes there could be something that would be like a little something that they could put in a window and I'm I don't have it in mind but sometimes there could be something that he owned that would be a part of a little just like a like a little ornament um for this Christmas time it would be helping the boys just put something up that, that that's just a thought um and it would you know it could be something minor that he had that he possessed some so so that they have something specific to do that they could make if if that's appropriate um realizing that grieving is is natural um be and not that not that the one year old would be able to be tracking many times a three year old which she'll she'll be three uh it depends on where what she can comprehend um that usually I'll, i'm going to be very candid Many times when there is a pet in the family, that's the first time a child can really identify with death. And it is, um, but, but without having any experience with death, children sometimes have, they, they don't uh, identify with what has happened. Does that make sense? Yes. It does. Yeah. So you're all of you. You are all at different places, but um, it is it is vital that uh, you feel the freedom to have the emotion that you naturally would have: the sadness, heaviness of heart, sorrow, and that is absolutely normal, but you are are not spiritually alone. The Lord is going to be giving you counsel, and He will use other people. Uh, there will be people who He can bring into your life who have wisdom. And so I, I know at this time, you had plans, and yes, um, it it is tragic that um, he overdosed, and uh, it caused his death. But since that is the situation, um, the 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 Lord will enable you to have strength, and but he he wants to bring people into your life that will come alongside you. And that's why I talked the other day about the possibility of a church where 
the kids or with other kids, and that can help them. And, and there could be children leaders, um, and then later youth leadership that help kids. And uh, there are other parents who will have gone through what you are going through right now. And they can have a wonderful uh, influence. Uh, I just know many times, because I had been a youth director, and I there were you know, heartbreaking situations that families would go through with the death of a loved one. And um, so at, at some point, uh, I know that we were wanting to send you some recommendations in that vein, just if, you know, when it's the right time. Is that, does that part make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, because, you know, the church is, a, can be a precious place of healing. Not just any church, though. If it's, if they really teach the Bible and the children can respond phenomenally it can be such a help because children leaders they are compassionate they uh, they care and that you you know it's precious when there can be sometimes you meet someone who's wise and it's it's not taking the place of your mother because i know you have a mother but there can be like a, a spiritual mother who is able to help you in your life. And I, 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 uh, there's a scripture that I've paid a lot of attention to. It's in the book of Proverbs. In, in the Bible, there are, they call them books. They're, it's like a, a large chapter, but uh, these are books of the Bible. And uh, in there is the book of Proverbs. Proverbs has wisdom. It's, that's the uh, main focus of the book of Proverbs. And in there, the Bible says, He who walks with the wise grows wise. The person who walks with the wise grows wise. And I think it will be very good for you to pray that God will send you wise friends, wise people that, and the Bible even talks about, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So for you to have a wise friend and have wise friends, plural, one of the best places that you could find wise people that would influence you in your life would be at a, a biblically-based church where they present not just Jesus, but the Word of God. And Jesus is, again, God the Son. And He literally has come to live in your heart. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him, to rely upon him, to entrust their lives to him, 
would not perish, but have eternal life. And you have an opportunity when there are others who are authentic Christians, who are wise, that that uh, you can be influenced by them. I remember the difference it made when I, who knew nothing, and all of a sudden um, I was exposed to people who who were wise, some youth leaders, and I never experienced experienced anything like that but it made such a difference because I didn't know uh, how I didn't know how to live I didn't know what to do and uh, mine was not a death situation but it was a very um, kind of a bizarre background and I I didn't know how to respond. But God knew what I needed, and God knows what you need. So I want to encourage you to also be aware um, that there will be times, my friend, when, like, when when is the birthday? What was his, your, your partner that you were with, uh, what... What was what is his birthday when he was born? He was born on August tenth. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking there are times when you need to prepare if there's an occasion. All the way from I'm gonna say um, Valentine's Day. That can be a tender time for you. Or any anniversary. And what you do is you say, Lord, um, I know this could be a tender time for me. Um, Put into my mind how to think and look for what you can thank God for. uh, for, Because, by the way, through this, he will stretch your capacity for compassion. You will have a sensitivity to reach out to others unlike you've ever had before. I know many widows like in that situation where all of a sudden, because the loss of someone very dear to them, now they, their hearts are stretched with compassion. So this will be used in your life, but most of all, God loves you. He knows what you need and He will provide your need the more and more you're dependent on Him. We will send our keys for living tonight called Grief, Living at Peace with Loss. We'll also send Guilt, Living Guilt-Free. We'll send those out to our caller tonight. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.